eliminate the unbelievable of God's word and believe in life. You know what humanity is to take God's word as tongues and prophecy go hand This is Young Ecclesia Nation. Let your heart be flooded with light as you listen to the word of God in ministration. I'm Pastor Adubu God bless you. And write everything down. Something happens when the saints gather. Even if we're not gathering physically, we're united in spirit. As we come together in this union, things can happen. Miracles happen. <laughs> because we have a gathering of, of God-like people. The people that God lives in them. Jesus said, that, you know, where two or three are gathered, I am there in their midst. And it's true when we are gathered. God is in us. So when we come collectively, there is a collective union. There's something God is said to do in every single meeting. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us just pray. Father, we just thank you. We give you praise and glory. We ask you, Holy Ghost, to have your way in this place, to take charge, to do what only you can do, Lord. We thank you because you are blessed. We are blessed. This meeting is a blessing to us. We thank you because you are ready to pour out so much on us tonight and just do what only you can do lord and for that we are grateful for that we are eternally happy grateful and thankful we give you glory we hand this meeting over to you holy ghost in jesus name thank you in advance for all the healings and miracles that are going to occur here in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah 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 okay good day everybody who is tuning in today this is the move of god with me pastor essien and then we're gonna have an amazing time tonight i have let me say by the holy ghost prepared for you <laughs> and i hope you brought your bibles because i'm going to be opening bibles and doing a lot but i believe that today's teaching will bless you and end a lot of struggle in your spiritual life you're going to realize that your spiritual life was not made to be difficult and that there's a way to enjoy your spiritual life. You just may be that you've been doing things the wrong way and that's why you've not been seeing the results you should be seeing. But God is going to visit you and meet you at the point of your need tonight. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? When I say amen, obviously, that's for you to type. And uh, it's very important for you to participate in meetings like this because you see, we if you, even if it was a physical meeting, people who don't know how to respond actually don't receive anything people who don't know how to respond don't receive anything you understand you have to learn how to respond when you're in a healing meeting for example the man of god tells you lift up your hands you know stand up you know this and that it's not the time to do the one you feel like doing no you do what is said to you by because at that point there is a set man there's somebody who has been given authority over that meeting and the instructions that come out of his mouth you have to understand are usually inspired by god even if they're not inspired because he deemed it you know when we say the move you are the move of god the move of god is that there is a person a person god is in people and so when that person moves god is moving so that person by his or her will by his consciousness or her consciousness can program the move of god into certain actions and i say everybody stand up as you stand up you're going to be healed and when you do that you now realize you are healed but there are people who just say, oh, I beg, are we worshipping idols? What is that? I beg, all these men of God know. And you don't do it, then you just rob yourself. So when you're in a meeting, you should participate. Glory to God. 
you should participate because we're going on a serious roller coaster ride last week was awesome a lot of miracles and healings testimonies and uh, <laughs> love will experience god in an unusual way i just want to say that we should take out a few seconds to acknowledge god in this place wherever you are in that your room I want you to imagine that that place has been transformed into a sanctuary. Actually, you are the temple of God. But I want you to imagine right now, just imagine that that place has been transformed into a sanctuary of God, a holy temple of God. You are the temple, right? But then that essence or presence on your inside can actually come out of that temple, can flow out of that temple. That life can flow out of that temple. And God wants you to know that you can literally affect your environment. It's called the presence of God. And so we want to just reverence God because this is one thing I've seen in several years of doing ministry, that the moment you begin to acknowledge that presence more, begin to appreciate, acknowledge, reverence that presence. Acknowledge means to recognize, oh, the presence of God is here, is in me. But you see, when saints gather and at certain times that presence begins to ooze and you can experience that presence in your environment, you can literally feel that tangible manifested presence when we're worshiping, when we're praying. If we're doing it properly, you realize that after a while, you just begin to feel. Now, it's not about the feeling, but it's it just comes. You just feel, oh, there's a, there's a presence here. There's, there's someone here. You, you know, just know that they are not, how will I put it? You're not just on your own. There's there's a, there's a presence, the presence of God. And this is something that you hear often in Christian circles, the presence of God. Oh, I felt the presence of God. Oh, I felt that and I began to cry. Oh, the presence of God is here. You hear that often. So you have to know. This is what we're talking about. So let's just take our time and just acknowledge the presence of God. So Holy Ghost, we just reverence you tonight. We just acknowledge you. Holy Ghost, thank you. You are here. You are here. Katabaya Kataya. You are here. You are here right now. Holy Spirit. Yes. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There was a certain day, uh, then I, I used to work in a school and I was like a youth pastor in a school. And uh, I had some students in my office and we began to acknowledge the presence of God and just say, Father, thank you because you're here. We just acknowledge you, Holy Ghost. And I kid you not, all of a sudden, that atmosphere changed. That place became so, like, filled. Have you ever read in your Bible, in the Old Testament, the Bible says that the, the presence of God, like that train, filled the temple, right? It would come like smoke or smoke. Moses, you know, like a pillar. And then in Solomon's day, when Solomon dedicated the temple, the Bible says that that presence filled or that glory cloud filled the temple and the priest could not stand to minister there are encounters that like that that happen sometimes when the, the glory of god just envelops a place and becomes so 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 strong and so i mean we experienced that in my office and it was amazing people were slain under god's power so many things were happening people having encounters with the lord and then after that we had a fellowship meeting the school school had a fellowship meeting and so we decided to go downstairs. We had, for the, I think, first second, we had it outside on the open field there. And I kid you not, I just continued the message, what I was saying, talking about the presence of God. And the presence of God so filled, I have never experienced that before in my life, where in an open field like that, the presence of God was so tangible, so so heavy that it was like, <laughs> you could just grab it so strong, so evident. A la prata, tata. <laughs> And I believe that God would move and do things, you know, along those lines. Even tonight's meeting and, uh, I mean, <laughs> subsequently, 
but it, it happens when we consciously acknowledge the fact that we are the presence of god god is present in us so we carry that presence there's a song that i love so much it says i carry your presence forever and ever you know forever and ever i carry your presence forever and ever only you matters only you matters and you know song else goes on like that and I love that song, man. I, I, because this is, we're going to realize that today, you're going to see that I love what we're discussing is consciousness. It has got to do with your consciousness. Consciousness. Hadaya uh, <laughs> Kadala. That song gets me when I begin to hear or play or sing that song. I mean, I carry your presence forever and ever. It does something to me. Just, there's a shift in my consciousness and there is almost no, let me just say, no flow in the spirit I want to, you know, operating and I won't operate at that point. Whether it's Katala, Bratini, Mazutoskia, Ze Prefeto Lovrataka, the Galadosi, Prakata, the Galadosi, Prada, the Kasus, Ze Preketo, the Kadakatakatakatu, Siprakata, La Kadahana, Zosoto, Zosu Prata, the Kadakatakatakatu, she pretty bishi, Pata Katana Maskianda. Lehe dozi shibrata da da kada kudosi prakala da da kasi prada fasusi shka. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Kata da 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 da. Siti tiki 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 tesa da 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 sha da 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 sha. Breve tu 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 shibraka da 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 shibra. Bakata ka bakata ka tu Another thing that happens is that when the presence of God just overwhelms a place and you ah shut us, your eyes are open, you begin to see. <laughs> you just begin to see. You know, things begin to open up to you in your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, hallelujah. All right, let's move. Oh, Fratada. I feel the presence of God here. Just so serious. So serious, so serious. Katala da da da. Presence of God is so serious. Kataya bada da da uzi brana mazalina uzosh. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Break it, break it, break it, break it. Thank you, Jesus. Kakala kusti karakala makusias. Okay. Early nanos. Meanwhile, I feel someone has a bent or crooked kind of like your nails uh, or your fingers, like something bent or crooked, like you damaged it or something. It's like damaged it and it's in pain or something, and you can't really move it well. So, in the name of Jesus, begin to move it. It's healed right now in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the flesh and the spirit, basically. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the flesh and the spirit now. This is so important because in your Christian life, everything is either done in the flesh or in the spirit. Now, we're going to look at the jargons of what the flesh means, what the spirit means, all those things. We'll look at it and then we're going to explain some very, very important things to you. And of course, this is all tied into the supernatural. This is very, very essential. So, let's look at this. Let's see. Capra. Okay. Matthew chapter 26, verse 36. Let's start from there. Matthew 26, verses 36. Glory to God. Matthew 26, 36. It says, Then comes Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane and says to his disciples, Sit here while I go and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. Stay here and watch with me. Now watch with me. Men, stay here and what? Pray with me. 
and he went a little bit further and fell on his face and prayed look at that you see he went to pray so watching there would have been pray with me and he went a little further and prayed right aha say no my father if it's possible let this cup pass over me nevertheless not my will but yours be done and he came to disciples and found them asleep and said to peter what could you not watch with me for one hour <laughs> was upset said could you not watch with me for one hour but maybe it was upset yeah? so now look at this verse 41 it says watch and pray that you enter not into temptation the spirit indeed is what willing but the flesh is what weak i seen that so he's saying pray that you what enter not into temptation because the spirit is willing but what the flesh is weak now when we say the flesh what we can be talking about several different things the flesh can be the body depending on the context the flesh can be your desires and everything he says in this case he says pray that you fall not into temptation the spirit is indeed willing but the flesh is weak so uh if, if it's temptation bible t- um james tells us that no that every man is dragged off by his own desires you are tempted by your own desires so it means here he's talking more about desires so he says watch and pray that you enter into temptation the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is what is weak so the flesh is weak and he's telling the remedy to the weakness of your flesh is what to pray right and what is he trying to do here he's trying to explain to you that he's explaining to you a very very interesting concept that you find in galatians chapter 5 verse 16 you should find that yeah i think that should be then i say to you walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh the desires of the flesh so you see the flesh has desires right but the spirit also has desires now he says to peter right aha he says to peter and his disciples he says watch and pray that you enter not into temptation the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak so that means the spirit is willing the desire of the spirit is that it's willing it's willing to do the will of god it's willing to pray it's willing to fast it's willing to do anything that god commands or instructs anything is willing to walk in love is willing to go all the way spiritually but what is the problem the flesh is what is weak the flesh is weak the flesh has its own kinds of desires you want to pray your flesh wants to sleep you want to pray your flesh wants to eat you want to pray your flesh says i'm tired there's this guy called the flesh that is always in opposition to your spiritual life the reason why many find their christian life hard is because they've not gained mastery over the flesh the flesh is that guy that paul had to say i put my body under because it's your body he had to say i put my body under subjection because you see naturally and let me say this naturally your body is wired and designed to just be to be opposite to anything that will bring pro- progress let's not even talk about the spiritual things first you realize that it's easier for you to binge netflix for a whole day 24 hours marathon but to read your bible for 30 minutes feels like death okay i said i was not going to enter spiritual okay you can binge netflix for 24 hours to study your books after 30 minutes your body is crying for mercy and saying come on is it not too much is it not too, ah is it not too much you know what i'm saying to eat is the easiest thing wake up in the morning uh, they are frying to do or something like that just frying plantain just go bring your plate and then you just dig in it's the easiest thing to do but to fast the day <laughs> you say i'm going to fast as one of my pastors will say that's the day hunger will visit you from your village you find that it's just 9 a.m. and intense migraines are occurring, you know, back to back because you want to fast. 
there's always going to be some opposition to you yes and i mean think about it anything that is worth it in this life always will receive resistance from your flesh you want that uh, nice uh, what they call it somehow somehow beach body <laughs> that kind of body and then you know that you should exercise you should do this you should do that but then honestly i've never been to the gym anyone that stays in the gym like goes and stays and keeps staying respect that person because it's just stress. anything that's stressful the body doesn't want it anything that is going to cause some form of pain or discomfort the body just naturally does not want it it doesn't want it and that's even why if you notice in the context of that thing jesus tells them the spirit is willing the flesh is weak but if you notice something he himself is like the first candidate for that thing because why did he go to pray in the first place he says my soul is exceeding as verse 38 my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death that is my but i'm i'm sorrowful why because he's the time for his death has approached he has come and the guy knows he's supposed to die but man the body's like look at it. he says it's between the flesh is weak the flesh is like guy what die, die for what this the flesh loves self-preservation yes the, <laughs> You know, Paul actually says it to his body. He said that you should love your wife, husband, love your wife like your own body. He says no one ever hates his body. That's Paul talking. Paul says no one ever, ever hates his body. Ephesians 5, verse 28. So, men ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loves his wife loves himself. For no man ever hates his own flesh, but what nourishes and cherishes it even as the Lord of the church. So you're seeing that it's a principle. Everyone loves to nurture their flesh. You need to cherish it. You comb it. You brush your teeth. You have your body. You just, you love to pamper your body. You love a jacuzzi. You love the easy life. Nobody likes a hard life. Nobody. Ah, uh, you know, how I heard that song for me. I know go suffer. I know go beg for bread. Nobody wants to suffer at all. And the problem is that suffering there's a kind of suffering that actually brings progress in a person's life and many people don't want that kind of suffering they don't want anything that is inconveniencing we don't want it but then that also tells you that life is not easy and in the physical you have realized this as a student you realize this and if you are falling your grades it's not really anybody's fault you have to do something about it if you are not doing well financially you have to do something about it life is about in fact taking responsibility just means deciding to inconvenience yourself and paying the price you understand for certain rewards that's what i would define as responsibility paying the price for certain kinds of rewards certain things you want to see in your life you decide to pay the price so that you will begin to see those things you know happen for you you begin to what see those things happen for you tremendously so what do we now do so jesus here in the garden of gethsemane he has to die he knows that by his death the bible says tells us that unless he kind of we falls to the ground it abides alone he knows that by his death right he will bring many sons to glory that means that by his death burial, and resurrection that many will be will keen to the same thing and be born again he knows that but then he's at this place where it's time for him to do it and he's so sorrowful his body everything in jesus is resisting it everything in him is saying god we don't want to do this so what does he do he goes to pray he goes to pray he says the spirit is willing i want to do this but the flesh is weak <laughs> are you seeing that so with this we can of course we see that disciples of course he came back and found them sleeping three times they were sleeping 
watch with me pray they were sleeping why the body wants to you know, sleep and you can actually allow this happen to you and like the disciples sleep off sleep away your destiny sleep away every good thing in your life just sleep away th- like what matters to you. You can just live like that. Just live like a dicically, you know, in your natural life and in your spiritual life. Just live like that and you don't realize you have to fight for certain things and just let them sleep because we just think that things should come easily to us. But where does that happen? There's no area of life that things just come easily. They do, there's nothing like that unless you inherited stuff. But life is, the, is a game of course. It will always cost you something. Glory to Jesus. Hope you're getting something. You're learning something. You're learning something. Life will always cost you something. Life will cost you something. So we can establish from this that the spirit and the flesh are at war. Galatians chapter 5 verse 17. That the spirit and the flesh are at war. That's why verse 16 says, Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Right, the, the desires of the flesh will just be your natural appetite, natural human desires, natural human appetite is that thing that just wants to have sex, and just wants to take the easy way out, the pleasures forevermore. Just do what is easy, what is pleasurable, what is convenient, what is instantly gratifying. That is the flesh, that's the desires of the flesh. But verse 17 says, For the flesh. He says lust against the spirit, but that thing is actually desires against the spirit. Or the desires of the flesh are against the desires of the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Are you seeing that? So they don't mix and match at all. So on one hand, you have your spirit. In your spirit, you have godly desires. In your spirit, you want to do all these things. In your spirit, you can. Your spirit like has the potential for anything god has said your spirit wants to go on a 40 days fast that's your spirit <laughs> your spirit wants to love every single person for example let's talk about love walking why is it hard to walk in love walking in love is hard because we are naturally selfish well in our spirit we're not selfish but in our flesh our flesh is a selfish creature the guy just uh, i mean walking the spirit why, why would i go out of my way to 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 love a person to ah uh, Hey, are you my son? Are you my, my father? I beg. The flesh doesn't want to do that. Especially when that person now becomes nasty. That person becomes very, very nasty. <laughs> you know? Becomes very, very nasty. Person steps on your shoe. Person insults. Hey! Hey, shift. Something like that. Hi! Just enters. Just enters. Or says something that just cuts like a knife. And then in your spirit, there's that thing that says, look, guy, love this person. Treat this person like Jesus would. But your body say, my guy, don't be stupid. Slap that person. Rush the person. Your spirit is saying different. They're, they're at war. They don't mix up. They don't have the same agenda. Do you get? Now, let me say this. The flesh naturally is not bad, per se. The flesh is not a bad guy. Like, for example, the desire to eat is it right? Of course it's right. Desire to sleep, is it right? Of course you should sleep. Desire to have sex, is it good? Yes, God designed it, right? Uh, feeling tired, is it, is it? Yeah, of course, you need to rest. All these things. However, this is where you, you will find out that whenever it comes to the things of God, do you understand? You can only go so far with the things of the flesh. You are not allowed to go very, very far before they start, their agendas begin to clash. 
Yes, because you may want to just be more sensitive to the Holy Ghost. You may want to hear God. You say, okay, let me pray. Let's pray. Let's pray in the Spirit. That's the time your body feels hungry. That's the time, you know, sometimes you are praying and you are seeing food. You are praying and you are seeing Pinocchio. You are praying and you are seeing Barney or Teletop. is just flashing across. Or you are seeing Batman. Your mind doesn't want, like, it, there's just everything saying, guy, I don't want to be here. <laughs> Take me away. Have you ever stayed in prayer? You sleep off so hard. Or have you been praying? You pray, then you see saliva on your shirt. And if you ever, if that has ever happened to you, the interpretation of that slang is that you actually were not praying, you were asleep. Has <laughs> not happened to you that you are praying? You think you are praying, <laughs> and you discover there's saliva on your shirt. You don't want to talk about all those things. <laughs> like you just just find out. Wow, what a wow! Oh, so I was not praying. Uh, you know, as as an emoji, I don't want to come and wash my dirty linen in public here. <laughs> but I admit I've been in that category before, where you are just pounding off in the spirit. Rambahala, lambano, lambano, lebe lebe lebe, and the handa, da da handa. And someone in the land, land just discovered that there's actually something on your shirt. Like, ah, what's this? <laughs> you know, realize that you only prayed 15 minutes and traveled for 45 minutes, <laughs> and you just came out from your journey to meet the saliva. Saliba greeted you as well, you were you were in coach. <laughs> you were not riding the horse, you were in coach. And so we we come across stuff like that. It happens, you know. It's called the flesh. The flesh doesn't want to pray. The flesh wants to do everything but pray. I'm telling you, he doesn't want to pray. Anything that 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 is that inconveniences the one bit. The guy say, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about walking in love and all it doesn't want to it just doesn't want to so the flesh is let me say this the flesh little bits of flesh are not bad for example i mean let's just say we're expecting fast and furious uh, <laughs> very 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 soon like fast and furious is is, is in the pipeline it's, it's in the works it's, it's coming but if we can tell the truth or can we tell the truth if we can tell the truth uh, <laughs> it's coming i mean who doesn't want to watch a good movie? I do, please. I love movies. Though. I like extremely action movies. I like with guns blazing, you know, bullets flying, things exploding, action man, you know, jump from a helicopter kind of thing. I love such stuff. I love it. And I like to imagine myself as the bad, the, not the bad guy, the good guy. As it's happening, I love those movies. However, <laughs> what you want to do is the bad, no. But when you begin to watch a lot of them, you know one thing that happens? you begin to lose a consciousness of what you already received in Christ Jesus. I can bet you. You you lose a con- you just begin to it just happens. You just begin to lose the consciousness of certain things. You understand? Just begin to lose the consciousness. You you binge. Have you ever tried it? You know, let's say you've operated in things of the spirit before and all that. And then you go and binge uh, go and binge money heist. Binge the whole new season. After that you now go back and watch the last I think three seasons. Watch everything. Binge it three days straight. You binge everything. After that, you come back and <laughs> you may ask yourself if you are saved. Because sometimes they just don't feel right for you. <laughs> anyway, let me leave movies. I beg. So that's the flesh. Now the flesh, let me say the flesh is is uh the flesh emanates in our bodies. Our bodies are what we call the flesh. The flesh is our desires, but that's come because we have a physical body. Do you understand? We are spirits, we have a soul, we live in a body. Spirit, soul, and body. And so, the desires of the flesh, desires of the body, is just there. I say it's not bad. The flesh is not bad. However, anything in excess is bad. The moment you begin to indulge, we call it indulging in the flesh. To indulge desires, it becomes bad. 
it just becomes bad because it will directly contradict the agenda of God for your life. It will directly kill whatever God or whatever you want to do to improve your spiritual life, to maintain your spiritual discipline. You get because let me say this that it's you you don't need to be disciplined to watch a movie or disciplined to eat unless you are competing in hey let me just leave it there <laughs> you know that it is discipline but you need discipline when it comes to spiritual things you need discipline that, that you know when it comes to anything that brings progress in this life but then it there's very good news for us that even if we are how I put it we have flesh because we are born of the flesh right but we are also born of the spirit John chapter 3, verse 5. It says, Just answered very, very. So he said it twice. Very, very. That's surely, surely. For sure, my guy. I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit. Now, of water, please, he's not talking about being dipped into water. On water of the spirit is just of water, which is the spirit. In other words, he's using water to talk about the spirit. So it's just in the end, he's just saying a man be born of the spirit. Because water for the Jews had a lot to do with purification. Water, you know, the idea of purification. Look at the Old Testament, look at the law and everything. There's a lot of things about water being used for purification. So, so in other words, talking about being purified by the spirit. Since he cannot enter the kingdom of God. He now says that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So there's the water is not mentioned again, and that's why it's can it cannot be water. But that which is born of the flesh is what flesh. So he said he must be born of the spirit. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So when was he being born again? At first you were born of the flesh. Do you get? But then at salvation, you are what? Born again. You are born of the spirit. You get that's why we call it born again. Because you've been born before, but now you are what? Born again. You are born of the spirit. Are you seeing that? Basically, that's the concept. Being born again, born of the spirit. Yes. So you must be born again. So every believer is born again. You are born of the spirit of God. You are not of the flesh. So in as much as you have the flesh, you have your body that has its desires, you are in your spirit a new person, a new creature. And you can actually live from your spirit or live from your flesh. Some believers live from their flesh. And let me say this. If you struggle with sin, you are a person that lives from the flesh consistently. If you struggle with sexual desires and appetites, you live from the flesh. I'm telling you. Because if you live, Bible says, Galatians 5.16, this I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not what, fulfill the desires of the flesh. If you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. So why do you fulfill the desires of the flesh? Why do you lust? Why do you do all those things? It's because you walk in what? The flesh. People don't like to hear this, but it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. So the flesh is weak and it cannot please god the flesh is weak it cannot please god it can never do god's bidding it doesn't want to do god's bidding it's rebellious this guy flesh guy is very very rebellious let's look at uh let's see that should be romans uh, the book of romans yeah romans chapter 8 rome 8 verse 1 it says there is definitely no condemnation to them which are in what in christ jesus so if you're in christ there's no condemnation who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit you don't say eh hey, so you are saying that if you walk in the flesh here, that means you are there's no condemnation. Well, if you read down to verse 9, it says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. So it means that God is establishing a basis for us here that if you are born again, you are in the spirit. You are in the spirit. It is your nature. It's who you are, right? Even if you have flesh, but you are spirit. If you are born again, you are spirit. Are you seeing that? You are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit. You understand what I'm saying? Aha. Uh-huh. So, the, the, and let's just read on. So, 
the love for the love of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from love, sin, and death. Verse, let's see, verse 3. For what the Lord could not do in that I was weak through the flesh, God sent in his own son in likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the Lord might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Are you seeing that again? Believers who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do what? Mind the things of the flesh. So look at this. Those who are what? After the flesh. Now he said we don't walk after the flesh, we walk after the spirit. What he said, he said those who walk after the flesh, they what mind the things of the flesh. In other words, they focus on things of the flesh. They indulge their desires. Are you seeing that? They indulge their desires, but they that after the spirit mind the things of the spirit. So the, the rule and principle is the same thing. Walk in the spirit and you will not feel the desires of the flesh, according to Galatians 5, verse 16. So mind if you mind the things of the flesh, right? If you stay on the things of the flesh, guess what? It will produce that kind of thing in you. If you indulge things of the flesh, you the works of the flesh. Let me even show you what the Bible talks about the works of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5 verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery. So works is after you've indulged the flesh. This is what usually will follow. Adultery. That's 19. Fornication. Uncleanness. Lasciviousness. You can go and Google what these things mean. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. Man, it's plenty. Envying. So, being envious is a work of the flesh. Murder, drunkenness, reveling, and such of the like. I seen that. So, there are many of those things. When you, I wish I could find, let me see if I can find the amplified and read these things out again. So, it says, but I, I say, walk habitually in the spirits. And then you will not carry out the desires of, your, of the sinful nature. Verse 17. For the sinful nature has its desires, which are... Okay, let's, let's go down to verse 19. Now, the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, total irresponsibility, lack of self-control. Are you seeing that? Mm, this, tells, so that this tells you that if you're having lack of self-control, like, ah, I can't control myself. I can't control my desires. I don't can't control my feelings. I just want to do this. It says if you walk in the spirit, we're going to find out what it means to walk in the spirit, right? Uh huh. Walking. So it says you. Okay, let's move on. Idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of rage. So if your person is always angry, you are the incredible hawk in your house. Well, there's a solution. <laughs> Disputes, dissensions, right? Factions that promote heresies, envy, drunkenness, riotousness, riotous behavior, and other things like that. Okay, so let's now. So that basically tells you the work of the flesh. In other words, if you consistently indulge in the flesh, that will be the result. Those things will be what will happen to you. All right, so as Romans 5, those that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they are after the spirit do mind the things of the spirit. Verse 6, for to be carnally minded is dead. Now, notice he keeps on saying carnally what's minded. So that means the carnal mind is the flesh mind. The person who is just focused on carnal things. Carnal, just a carnal person. And the person who is carnal, you also see it another manifestation that the person is just, the person is not interested in the things of the spirit. Because, let me say this, there is no middle ground. Is it that you are fully invested in things of the flesh or in the spirit, right? Of course, as I said, there are things of the flesh like eating, sleeping, and all those things that are just normal, natural. But when you begin to indulge, is it, if, is it that you indulge in the flesh or the spirit? You cannot indulge in both. If you indulge in both, you just realize that you're just, let me just say, a full life. You're not, you're not making progress as a Christian. If you watch six movies now, then you pray six hours. You know, you can, that's how you live your life. 
you're always trying to balance things out like that every single day you find out that you're just a very very funny christian and of course it's going to affect the supernatural seriously in your life it will affect i, I can't stress this enough it will affect the supernatural in your life okay so to be spiritual by his life and peace verse 7 this is what we call line by line exposition because the carnal mind is enmity against god for it is not subject to the laws of god neither can it be okay we're heading somewhere don't worry somewhere we're going with this all right so but you're not in the flesh and in the spirit if so be the spirit of god dwells in so notice that he keeps on reminding you that you are not in the flesh you are in the spirit that the spirit of god is inside you and so you are already in the spirit and that is the most important thing to realize here that you can be losing a war against the flesh in the sense that you always find yourself indulging the flesh. i don't care whatever it is whatever habit it is whatever addiction and whatever it is right you're indulging but god wants you to know you are in the spirit you're actually spirit so you are in the spirit so being in the spirit is not something that is mystical are you in the spirit let me check oh now brethren i'm in the spirit no you are actually already in the spirit you are always in the spirit because you are spirit (laughs) do you get you're always in the spirit so the the difference between one person who walks in the spirit consistently and you is that that person acknowledges it and you don't because acknowledging is not just to realize oh i'm in the spirit no a person who acknowledges that i am spirit i am in the spirit my desire should be spiritual does something about it the person doesn't just sit around and wait okay well i'm in the spirit brethren okay let everything just stop no you do something about it that's what happens okay that's what happens so now it means as i said to be in the spirit is to retain a consciousness of who you are to be in the spirit it will involve a consciousness of who you are now notice that we said the works of the flesh that the flesh actually when we talk about the flesh we're talking about activities right first of all it starts with desires that lead to certain activities right and then those activities if you continue can lead to indulgence so it's desires that lead to activities that lead to indulgence so you can find that on both pl- you know platforms or planes desires that lead to what activities that if you continue leads to what indulgence um when i'm teaching this particular thing i like to talk about james james very clearly explains this concept let's see if we have time for james james chapter one all right um verse 13 let no man say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempts any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own desires and what enticed. Are you seeing that? His own what? Desires. So in this case, what is he trying to say? He's trying to say that when you yield to the flesh, uh, or like you, you are the one that has the ability or power to keep your flesh under or to allow it to roam free. So he says, every man is te- when he's tempted. If you are tempted, it's not God that tempted. He say you, God cannot be tempted with evil god doesn't tempt anybody but you can be tempted by your own desires in other words when it is what's a desire a desire is something you want simple right i want this so it's my desire do you get what i'm saying i want this is my desire i want it now how do how does how do desires come desires come when you focus your mind on something so let's talk about uh, i always use um cold stone ice cream for this if you're in nigeria cold stone ice cream is heaven i know there are some people trying to say out there that there's better kinds of ice cream and i you know what i say to all of you the lord rebuke you so <laughs> simple as that cold stone ice cream is still the best for life you know that remains on the spirit on the throne but then 
if you've never ever ever tasted cold stone or seen cold stone or even seen the advert or anything there's nothing anyone wants to do to tempt you with cold stone like i mean if they bring it to you it may look nice but you can't even imagine saying oh i wish i had some cold stone right now like, you can't be tempted with cold stone because you don't know what it is you understand if your friend said if your friend even told you oh, let's get cold stone doesn't have any appeal to you but when you've tasted and seen that the lord is good with cold stone and you've experienced it and you've tasted of the heavenly gift right and 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 experienced the power of the ages to come when that finger licking cold stone has gone through your lips and into your throat then you realize that you cannot sit down and then the, mm, it's been nice to have some cold stone. your body let me say this your body is now wired to that desire do you get why because when your body experienced cold stone cold stone was number one easy it didn't require any effort it wasn't hard for the body it was pleasurable right aha it was pleasurable it was fun even if it was maybe a bit expensive but it was pleasurable it was easy so your body begins to crave because that's what your body that's what the flesh likes aha so it becomes it you know a temptation to you but then we're talking about evil desires so let's say talk about like sexual temptation sexual desires you're just there by yourself and uh, of course maybe you came across a magazine uh, pornography or something something somewhere information whatever romance novels whichever one the thing enters your mind and stays and guess what it now becomes temptation to you it now becomes a legitimate desire of course that one truth about sexual desires are already built into the body anyway but you can actually enhance your temptation by what you focus on and the more you focus on those things guess what they grow they grow they grow and that's why you see every man is tempted when he's drawn of his own desires and enticed then when lust has conceived that means when your desires have conceived it brings forth sin so sin is the end result and i would say the works of the flesh are this that means this is what stain in the flesh will produce so you can see here again james is saying the same thing that when lust when desire has conceived when you have stayed on something long enough, when you have set your mind, when you are carnally minded enough, it produces what? Death. Right? Aha. In this case, it produces what? Sin. Temptation that is that goes unchecked. Aha. Desires. Okay, let me say this. Desires that go unchecked will lead to temptation, which leads to sin. Yeah. That's what happens. So, you are, there's a way to actually bridle them and keep them under. You understand? And why we're coming, you get we're coming. We're just explaining flesh spirit because this is also true of the spirit. The same way the man is tempted, you can actually also expose yourself because the mind is the key. This mind is the key. The mind is the key. The mind is the agent of exposure. So if you expose the mind to things of the flesh, guess what? The flesh gains the upper hand. If you expose the mind to things of the spirit, the spirit gains your upper hand. That's how it works in your life. So if you are struggling with anything, whatever it is, I'm struggling with sin or whatever, you just check what you're exposing yourself to consistently. Check your your exposure. What am I, what are the things that are consistently on my mind? What am I looking at? What am I watching? What am I staying on? What kind of friends do I have? What kind of what are they, what are they saying? Do you understand? Now, let's say you you want the things of the spirit. What do you do? Begin to expose your mind to the things of the spirit. Begin to stay on the things of the spirit. You begin to stay on things like healing, miracles, and all those things. You begin to read books that are spiritual. You begin to stay on all those things. Guess what happens? The more you expose your mind, your spirit man is gaining the upper hand in your life. And before you know it, it becomes like the Incredible Hulk. Because you are now, let me use the word, equipped. You begin to win in this area. This is why people lose spiritually. You lose spiritually. It's also why the supernatural is hard for a lot of people. Because they've so empowered this flesh guy 
that this guy has no voice. The spirit has no voice. The flesh has all they say. So, even seeing in the spirit, you, you, before you go, and, you go and see an antelope or something like that, you can't even see in the spirit very well. <laughs> you are looking in the spirit, you cannot look. Because you are so in the flesh, movies on your mind. How does your mind want to see in the spirit when you have is fast and furious? Zoom, always in your head like this. You're stunned. You're hearing rifles going from <laughs> nachos or whatever. Like things are always happening in your head. You don't, there's no space. You get what I'm saying? That's why he said that those who mind the things of the flesh, talks about minding the things of the flesh, minding the things of the spirit. That means being mindful of certain things. Look at what Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 says. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affections. Are you seeing that? On things above and not things of the earth. Things above will just be things in your spirit. When the Bible says Christ is seated, that's seated you know, on the right hand of God, he's just talking about the authority that he now has, which you now have. And that authority is the spirit on your inside. So he says, set your affection on things above. What are the things above the things in your spirit? Right? The Bible says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, patience, self-control. Right? Aha. In your spirit, there's the things of God. The word of God encapsulates what's in your spirit. The word of God is like the crystallization of what's in your spirit. The word of God reveals what's in your spirit. The word of God is a mirror of what's in your spirit. So when you stay on the word of God, guess what you are seeing? The things in your spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Aha. Uh-huh. So he's saying that you should actually set your mind. Your mind is the key. If you lose the one in your mind, you've lost the one in life. You set your mind. Your mind. You get, you set your mind on things above. You set your mind. You you fasten your mind. It says set your mind. You position your mind on those things. And this, you know, there's something very, very serious about this. If I was reading something, and I think it's in Romans, Romans 13, verse 14, that really, really stunned me today because we have a habit usually of, okay, we stay on the spirit small, go back to the flesh. But look at what Romans 13, verse 14 says, but you put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh. To fulfill his loss, therefore. Are you seeing that? It says, put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision. Do you know what it means to make no provision? Let there be no accommodation. Let there be no opportunity for the flesh to gain prominence. See, if you understand that the flesh is the reason why you, you live in sin, the flesh is why you don't obey God, the flesh is why all these things, it would be foolishness to give the flesh any place. Because you also realize that when Satan wants to attack, he's in the flesh. It's also why you cannot have faith. You cannot be say faith of God. I have the faith of God. You cannot have faith because you are so engrossed in the flesh. Because when you mind the things of the flesh, what they begin to find expression in your life. You mind the things of the spirit, they begin to find expression in your life. The books you read, the teachings you listen to, the songs you listen to, the people that you listen to, the information that comes at you determines what has your upper hand. So he says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and what make not provision for the flesh. Don't make provision. <laughs> <laughs> right? Don't make provision. Don't don't provide opportunities for it to gain dominance. This just means that God wants you to walk consistently in the spirit. It doesn't mean you cannot watch a movie once in a while. It doesn't mean you cannot do one or two things. But we're talking about consistency in spiritual things. Consistency. Where you just walk consistently in the spirit. You don't allow room for oh, <laughs> or this and that. You walk consistently in the spirit. Consistently. That means you must have a plan, right? You must have a plan. You are listening to the teachings of God's word. You are praying every day. You must have systems. You must have routines that you do every single day to make sure there's no gap. Because when it says, don't make provision for the flesh, we're saying don't leave any gap for the flesh. 
if you do any no as we said the flesh is not bad a movie or two once in a while is not bad you know eating is not bad but the moment this thing becomes a lifestyle the moment it becomes an indulgence it's just your nature just you're just you know in, indulgence is just your natural whatever you're in trouble you're in trouble but you have to gain the upper hand by what you begin to feed your mind to empower your spirit feed your mind to empower your spirit a certain man once you know had two dogs and every time he used to run dog fights the two dogs would fight and he always predicted the one that would win and after a while people that used to go and bet i say how do you always know the dog that will win he said simple i told one guy in secret simple the dog i feed wins <laughs> if i feed if i before a fight i starve one dog for several days and i feed one well for several days the one that i feed very well wins the fight always why because it has the energy to actually fight and the other one has lost the energy. Same thing with your mind. So, Galatians chapter... Okay, let's, let's see. It says, set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. Are you seeing that? God says, don't set your affection on things of the earth. Your affection, your heart, your desires, they should not come from things of the earth. God wants the desires from your spirit to flow naturally and genuinely. And you realize that when you are someone who stays in the spirit, it's not hard to obey God. When God says, do this, God tells you, preach on the street. God tells you, do this or do that. It's not hard to obey God because your desires are already there. They are already very, very strong. It's not hard. You get what I'm saying? It's not hard. Now, okay, so it says, um, for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Are you seeing that your life is hid with Christ in God? So you actually have no other life. This is foolishness for a believer to think he has a life outside of Christ. You will find that when you die that you actually never did. And so you are just wasting your time on things and not making God as number one. Now, Galatians 5.25, if we live in the Spirit, let us also what, walk in the Spirit. So if we live in the Spirit, it's just, it's just saying if we are born again, then we should act like it. Let us walk in the Spirit. We should what walk in the spirit. In other words, our mind should be what set on the things of the spirit. Now, I want I'm now moving to where I want to pitch my tent. I want to pitch my tent. I've just used all that to explain to you what the flesh is and what the spirit is, right? The spirit is is your spirit, the spirit of God and his Bible says in First Corinthians chapter 6 17. It says that he who's joined to the Lord is what one spirit with him. If you are joined to God, you are what one spirit with the Lord. So that's been the spirit. And so now one thing that you have to understand about the spirit is that that spirit on your inside can influence the activities you do on the outside. That spirit on the inside is supposed to influence the activities done on the outside. Yes, supposed to done you know to to influence them. In fact, there's all called doing things in the spirit. You can do things in the spirit. You don't have to do things. It's what we call doing things in the flesh, which is just to do things by the influence. When you have indulged in the flesh, then you are under the influence of the flesh. And that's what you usually find Satan. When you do things in the spirit, it means you have fed yourself on the things of the spirit. And then you can now do things under the influence of the Holy Ghost more easily. Look at Luke 10 verse 21. Luke 10 verse 21. It says, In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit. I seen that Jesus was rejoiced in the spirit and said some things. He rejoiced in the spirit. Now you need to understand that he rejoiced under the influence of the Holy Ghost. And that word rejoice is the word agalo in the Greek. It means to properly to it means to jump for joy. To jump for joy, to be exceedingly joyful, to jump for joy. In fact, some even say that it even means to spin around and jump, you know, like rejoice, you get. But the Bible says that Jesus, this action I just carried out was not just something he felt like this. Woo-hoo! No, 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 no. There was something he would look if you look at this, look at Luke chapter 10, verse 19. It says, Behold, I give to you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power 
of the enemy. Okay, what happened, if you look at the context, verse 17, and the 70 returned, he sent 70 out to go preach the gospel, heal the sick, and all those things, 70 disciples. And when they returned again, rejoice, saying the Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. Right? Then, he, verse 18, and he said, I said unto them, I saw Satan fall as lightning from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He says, now, notwithstanding this, rejoice, not that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So, he tells them, rejoice. Now, notice that he's talking and he's focusing on these realities that these people are experiencing. And he's telling them, rejoice, rejoice. Then the next thing is that that thing is the rejoicing he's talking that they should rejoice. Why? Because of the fact that their names are written in heaven. Of course, he's referring to the future that these people will actually be people who are saved with the Spirit of God inside them. And at that reality, he begins to rejoice. See that? Verse 21. And in that hour, Jesus was rejoiced in the Spirit by the influence of the Holy Ghost. You see, what happened? His mind was stayed on the things of the Spirit. And as he stayed and stayed and stayed and talked about the things of the Spirit, the next thing that he was taken or captivated in the Spirit was influenced by the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> and rejoiced in the Spirit. And said, Father, I thank you, O God of heaven. He was happy. He began to twirl around. He began to dance. Oh, thank you. You know, he was taken aback. So it means you can actually be influenced by the things of the spirit. The spirit on your inside can influence your physical activities. Are you seeing that? It can influence you. And then we can now say you are in the spirit. Do you get? There's a difference between the, you being in the spirit because the spirit of God is inside you and you being in the spirit because the activities of the spirit. Do you get? Or the, the spirit influences your activities or the desires of the spirit are flowing through the activities that you would normally do. Right? So in this case, he rejoiced in the spirit. Rejoiced in the spirit. Are you seeing that? In the spirit. It wasn't a normal rejoicing. It was a rejoicing under the influence of the Holy Ghost. You know, in the book of Acts, we see, we see the Bible talks about people that they said, Stephen, full of the Holy Ghost, looked up and he said, I saw see Jesus standing at the right hand of God. You see that? Full of the Holy Ghost, was under the influence of the Holy Ghost and had an encounter, had a vision. Oh, glory to Jesus. John chapter 11, verse 3. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and also the Jews weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. This is the story of Lazarus, right? Lazarus. And um, so this was, um, I think this was Mary or Martha. And so he saw her groaning and everything. He saw her, you know, they were crying. And he says he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. What happened? The compassion of the spirit of God hit him. So he wasn't just groaning naturally as you normally feel for somebody. But no, he was groaning. And, you know, the next verse says that he, that he wept. That crying was not a natural response to, um, you know, what happened. That crying was a spiritual response. By the Spirit of God, he began to cry. You see that? He was troubled on the inside. He was under the influence of the Holy Ghost. May I say to you that God wants you to be under the influence of His Spirit. He wants you to consistently be under the influence of His Spirit, to do things under the influence of His Spirit. No matter what it is, He wants to be, he wants to, be to influence that thing that you are doing, whether it's your academics, whether you are reading. He wants to influence that thing because everything is better when He influences it. Everything, that is how you got to give God His way. When, you know, you, He influences what you are doing, then He has His way in that area of your life. Look at that. First Corinthians 14, verse 2. It says, For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men but to God. 
For no one understands how, be it in the spirit, he speaks what? Mysteries. In his spirit, he speaks mysteries. So, you see that tongue is an activity that occurs by the influence of the Holy Ghost. When I speak in tongues, le prakatat lakadosis, it's not just something, I, I'm excited by my will, I'm going to go there, my will, but then it, it actually brings the influence of the Holy Ghost over me. As I'm praying, I'm not just praying in, in my understanding, but I'm praying by the influence of the Holy Ghost. Which is why it is more preferable to pray in tongues. If you pray in English, English should guide what you are praying about in tongues. You should pray the majority of your prayers in tongues. Because when you pray in tongues consistently, you get over into the Spirit. You, you come out of the influence of the Holy Ghost. Yes, by speaking in English, you can actually get... It depends, really. There's ways to actually go about it. You can actually speak, in, pray in English and pray heavily under the influence of the Holy Ghost. But you see tongues here specifically, you are told that when I pray in tongues, right, that... Shaprada. <laughs> It says, in the spirit, I speak mysteries. I speak mysteries. In my spirit, there's an influence there. There's an influence that I speak. The things that I'm speaking are influenced by the Holy Ghost. The things I'm saying are influenced by the Holy Ghost. They're not just my normal words. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. It says, praying always with all prayer and what? Supplication in the spirit. Are you seeing that? So you're praying in the spirit under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Revelations 1, verse 10. This is John. It says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet so he says i was in the spirit of the lord's day so he was under the influence of the holy ghost on the lord's day and in this case he had a vision so we can see from those verses of scripture that we can establish the fact that that most activities god wants to do us to them in the spirit now you can actually do things in the flesh now i'm not saying i'm not saying everything i did here eating and eating the spirit well maybe it's possible but we're talking about the things that God has asked us to do. There are things that we do in our daily life, in our speaking and all that, that we can actually have the Lord have influence over those things. And the first place is to set our minds on things above. When we set our minds on things above, we set our mind on God's word. We stay on God's word. We stay in the spirit, right? Because that's how to get in the spirit. You focus on the things of the spirit, on spiritual things, spiritual material, spiritual people and all those things, spiritual activities. As I stay on that, what happens? My mind is focused on that. Guess what? There is actually an exchange which is that i now begin to see the influence of the spirit in what i do in what i say for example i lose the desire because the desire of the spirit influenced my natural desires and i realize i lose the desire to use f words the f word or to use curse words or swear words and other things i just lose those desires why because i'm under the influence of the holy ghost i just lose certain things things i don't want to do anymore because i'm now doing things by the spirit but if i'm in the flesh you understand if i'm in the flesh guess what those things will flow easily there was a time when you know if you've ever watched boondocks the boondocks cartoon series and everything was on the best cartoons out there but i noticed that the reason i stopped was because i noticed that as a believer i would watch and watch and watch because it was so interesting and then i was using the f word consistently because that is just what's in there so by that i was not setting my mind on things from above so why do i have to stop it so that my my vocabulary will readjust and by that, I focus on the things of God. You cannot focus consistently on the things of God and then, you know, evil was come to your mouth. Paul actually tells us, as Paul or Peter says, like, no evil speaking, you know, should come out of your mouth. Talks it. He says, Ephesians 4, verse 31, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Are you seeing that? So, there are some things that should not come out of your mouth because you are under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Some things just will not come out of your mouth. You understand? And this is the way for, you say, ah, 
uh, I'm always given to anger. Or it says walk in the spirit. If you stay in the spirit, guess what? It just comes. The, the influence of the Holy Ghost comes on the things that you're doing. And just realize it's easy. I don't want to insult people. I don't want to curse. I realize my anger. When I start feeling angry, I realize self-control comes in. I can control my desires. If it's sexual, whatever, I have lustful and impure thoughts of people. What happens? When I stay in the spirit, I don't stay on those things of the flesh. I don't stay on all those novels. Naturally, my mind is adjust. Naturally, I don't want to. I begin to, if I can't see women as sisters, normally I begin to see them as sisters because the word of God shows us that, you know, that you should see women as sisters, daughters and all that. So you begin to see them with the, with pure eyes. That's what happens. The washing that occurs in your mind. You do this over time. You consistently walk in the spirit. That's what happens to you. You come under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Your speaking comes under the influence of the Holy Ghost. You understand? Your your behavior, your attitude towards people comes under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Just realize that things I'm doing because God's word is now in you, right? The psalmist said, I've hid your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. So by me introducing God's word into my on my inside, to my mind, and my mind is exposed to it, I just naturally begin to behave a certain way. I'm under the influence of the Holy Ghost. That's actually, that's actually a primary way of knowing you're under the influence of the Holy Ghost. There are things you don't want to do. There are things you cannot do anymore. There are things you now want to do. You can't find it in your heart to cheat somebody. You can't go to bed and you're angry with somebody or you're having issues with somebody. You want to settle it as quickly as possible. These are signs and symptoms of the fact that you are under the influence of the Holy Ghost. You're under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Glory to Jesus. Is somebody with me? You're under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Under a strong influence of the Holy Ghost. Yes. So, now, there are, of course, when it comes to the supernatural or all these things, right? For example, praying, um, <clears throat> fasting worship prophesying praying for the sick and all those things you know singing many of these things god wants us to do them in the spirit and what does it mean it means under the influence of the holy ghost so you now now look at this remember we said the first thing is to set your mind on things of above to set your mind on things of the spirit that's how you start with common under the influence of the holy ghost you set your mind on things of the spirit you understand it's like for example if i want to prophesy katalos prata I may not feel like it. I don't feel like it. There's no urge or this thing, but I can set my mind on what the Bible says about me. You understand? I am the Son of God, right? God lives on my inside. You understand? I am an oracle of God. Right? I'll approach this. I speak God's word. I speak God's word. The Bible says, open your mouth and I'll feel it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The Spirit of God lives inside me. I'm embodied by God's Spirit. As I keep on focusing on that, break it to go to go now, another thing you should notice or know is that you, you remember we said that speaking in tongues actually brings you under the influence of the Holy Ghost. If I speak in tongues consistently, it brings me under the influence of the Holy Ghost. If I have a prayer life consistently every day, it's not just to set my mind on things above, but if I can have a prayer life consistently, what happens is that naturally my tongue directs my life. As I begin to I pray in the spirit, I don't know what I'm praying for, I'm speaking in mysteries. I'm, I'm bringing myself under the influence of God's Spirit consistently. The more I pray in tongues, the more I fall under the influence of God's Spirit. I'll find myself just doing certain things that I didn't think I wanted to do. I just realized my decisions throughout that day. I begin to maybe I just remember someone I've not called in a while. I call the person, maybe to minister to the person, or maybe some business. I just realized I'm doing things not I'm not just doing things from my head. I'm doing things like there's a divine intelligence just occurring. I just realized it's a wisdom to handle certain things. Things pop into my mind that can make me money. You know, there are just so many things that begin to occur in my life that I that let me know that God's hand is directly involved, that God's influence is on my life. It's not just me doing these things. You understand? Aha. My life is now being governed or directed. You know, by a force, a power beyond me. 
right aha acts chapter 2 verse 17 and it shall come to pass in the last days says god i'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams now he says it shall come to pass i will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh what's he saying in other words the spirit is already inside you said out of that spirit i'll pour out of that spirit upon all flesh and he now says and your sons and daughters will what prophesy your young men shall all see visions your old men shall dream dreams in other words there's going to be an effect of the spirit being administered do you get the spirit of god is inside you but then that same spirit will be found in effect we, we would see that spirit in manifestation do you understand what i'm saying aha uh-huh. so that if or let me say the influence of the spirit will be evident in your life right aha uh-huh. so like you can talk about praying for example now let me even say even praying even praying that 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 requires that brings you in the spirit you may start out praying in the flesh you may start out praying in the flesh what do you do you you set your mind on things above there are confessions you can you can begin to make in your prayer life you can begin to say oh I, I have the spirit of god inside me i enjoy fellowship with god you begin to say the things that are true in your spirit and then you begin to pray i begin to stay there and stay there and stay there and stay there what happens as you stay consistently and stay consistently and set your mind on things above set your mind on god's word and begin to pray and pray and pray after a while you realize that you're just in the spirit and when we say with spirit, we're talking about the fact that the, the influence of the spirit comes upon you to pray. There's a difference between praying in the spirit naturally, you are starting from the flesh. Now remember, in the flesh just means that the activities of the flesh have already, you know, been evident and strong or something. So you're now trying to, you know, engage the activities of the spirit, but the influence of the flesh is still very, very evident. And so that's why in the place of prayer, we don't give up. We stay because we know that there's like there's a promised land. There's a place beyond the flesh, which is in the spirit, which is where we belong. We are spirit. So when I begin to pray, I don't feel like praying. What do I do? I stay there because I know that there's a gold mine, which is my spirit. That is where God speaks. The voice of God be clear to me. That is where spiritual things will make sense. That is where the prayer becomes easier. That is where the prayer becomes enjoyable. So I stay there. Maka, take it, take it, him. Remember, and what am I doing? I'm investing in a spiritual activity to break out of the fleshy activities of the day. Because as I said the flesh has to do with normal activities, normal human activities. So I can just be so busy at work and doing so many things, my academics and all that, my family, and find out I'm surrounded by the flesh. So I can become persistent and begin to stay on God's word. Begin to pray. I begin to pray, 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 pray. By my continued indulgence in a spiritual activity, eventually I will break out of the hole of the flesh. And I will realize that the things of the spirit are now easy. I realize that prayer becomes easy. I can hit three hours, four hours, five hours. Because it is now easier for me. You understand what I'm saying? It becomes easier for me. Same thing with fasting. No one ever starts out fasting, feeling like fasting. But the more I stay on it, and as I'm staying on that fasting, I'm praying, I'm staying on God's word, eventually you realize I'm just, I don't even feel it anymore. It's the same thing with worship. You may start worshiping the flesh. Worship is more, is sweeter to some people. So that some people don't see, but the truth is that you can actually worship in the flesh. You can worship in the flesh. You can begin to just sing songs. There's no heart connection. You're not begin to sing songs. You've not been praying for a while, so you're just there, just praying. And we will know where you're in the flesh. Do you get what I'm saying? We will know where you're in the flesh. You're just, you're not just singing, but then, you see, God wants to anoint that same singing 
and then to the fact that you are now in the spirit that you are singing the power of god can be felt as you are singing you're worshiping that people will glory to god that people have so worshiped that people have gotten healed in meetings the power of god has been evident in meetings and all those things god wants you to get to that place and it's quite easy if you understand that i must mind the things of the spirit i must stay on the things of the spirit i must you know indulge the things of the spirit part of it is prayer part of it is what my mind stays on i stay on those things stay on those things i begin to realize that i just the same worship that we worship and nothing even in my room i can be worshiping and the influence of the holy ghost is so much stronger i can be worshiping and words begin to come i can just i just know there's a different reason look you used to worship before but now you're worshiping and there's such a difference in your worship we don't understand what is going on here you see that yeah the same thing with the gifts of the spirit whether it's prophesying or whatever you can be trying those things in the flesh and it's not working in fact most times the reason why in quotes you get it wrong or you miss it is because you're in the flesh your mind is not focused on the things of the spirit you have no prayer life but the more you stay on the things of the spirit the more you spend time in the place of prayer the more you spend time in the place of the word the more you spend time with spiritual books the more you spend time with those things you realize that when you operate in the things of the spirit they are much sharper they are much easier they are much better you are you are doing it with ease you are getting in and out with ease you are seen in the spirit with ease your mind is open your mind is sharp visions come to you easily glory to god pray for the sick also now you know now the things of the spirit the truth about you can start in the flesh but the same thing with prayer you can start in the flesh but you persist and what do you do remember we said that to be in the spirit is just to remember you can remind yourself no i am spirit i am born again i am in the spirit and so i refuse to be held back by the flesh and i begin to speak in tongues begin to engage spiritual activities the more you do that and do that and do that you realize after a while you just begin to float you just realize boom i'm just in the spirit and things become easier for me so if I'm praying for the sick, I'm sure hmm, this one I've not prayed, I've not fasted. No, no, remind yourself, I am in the spirit. I am the move of God. And I go and pray for the sick anyhow. And that healing power of God will be released by faith. Glory to God. And there are other things that can happen in the spirit. You can dance in the spirit. I've done that several times. I've seen meetings that people do that several times. Papa Hagen of Blessed Memory did that a lot of times. Dancing in the spirit, singing in the spirit, laughing in the spirit. You can do all those things in the spirit under the influence of the Holy Ghost. You can begin to dance in your room. Just dance. Just dance. Just dance and say, Holy Ghost, I believe I, I, I've come under your influence. I begin to dance. In, and then you just realize the joy begins to bubble up in your heart. Before you know, you are dancing and twirling and moving in directions you never thought you would. Glory to God. Walking in love. All those things are meant to be done under the influence of the Holy Ghost. And then God doesn't just want it to happen in all this spiritual. He wants it to be to even even in your natural activities. God wants to be able to influence them. The things that matter to you, academics, you are reading, you are studying. God wants to be able to influence your mind. If you can pray in the spirit, if you can engage a spiritual um, activity while you are doing something natural, like like you are reading a book or something like that, or you are designing or whatever you are doing, maybe you are drawing, and you begin to pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit, the influence of the spirit of God will eventually kick in and you realize that your inspiration comes, ideas come. You are doing things you never thought you would do. You understand? Yes. I'm telling you, in business, ideas can come as you're just, you know, yeah, maybe you're writing a CV, idea comes, put this in your CV, put that in your CV. You get, aha, ideas are you're going through newspaper, going through what, looking for a job. Ideas begin to come. So check this, check that, check this, check that. You understand? You just realize you're under direct influence of the Holy Ghost. And that is where God designed us to be. That's how God designed us to live, to be under that influence perpetually, consistently. Even the natural things that you do because you are you are a supernatural person who is supposed to live a supernatural life and not just to be, you know, live anyhow. 
that is a strong benefit of the things you know that are from your spirit glory to god so i'm gonna do something before i go hi abada who is who is willing to practice on this stuff? who's willing to get in the spirit because i like to do practicals we believe in practicals who is ready to get in the spirit so <laughs> i come just begin to pray in the holy ghost wherever you are begin to pray in the holy ghost Zipra kada da kada 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 azudu brede beli prada kada bela brada azususususus brati pali para pati feti mana makai bradina azunus batani kala badadana masutubia rapa pakada da kada 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 uzishi begini 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 ha begini praying the Holy Ghost me prakata kata when I pray in the Holy Ghost I'm subjecting my desires to the Spirit of God when I pray in the Holy Ghost I'm shutting down the flesh. I'm shutting down the noise. I'm coming under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to speak right now. And when I speak, I'm going to speak and I'm going to command the presence of God to become stronger in everybody's room. Everyone tuning in, you're going to feel the presence of God in a much stronger form, a much more tangible form to just be so strong on you. Create a balaba. And when that happens, there will be so many things happen. Many of you will be inspired. You'll have this desire to get up and begin to dance in the Holy Ghost. Some of you may begin to cry in the Holy Ghost. Some of you begin to laugh in the Holy Ghost. Some of your ideas begin to flood your mind. Many things, there are many activities. Some of you will just your you realize your tongues are just enhanced. Some of you will start getting healed. Many things will begin to happen in this instant. Um, we're going to do this now, but what God wants is that He wants to become it become a lifestyle, a lifestyle of being drunk with the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Be expectant. I'm going to begin to speak with and I begin to release these words on you. I want you to begin to receive and say, Yes, I receive. You go wrap up, begin to receive, begin to pray in tongues. Just begin to focus on just set your mind on Jesus, set your mind on the Lord right now. Set your mind on Him, set your thoughts on Him. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm in the spirit. John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He was just someone that happened an encounter called before he was in a vision, like a trance. Some of you, that's how you will be caught up in visions. Things just begin to happen. Are you ready? Are you ready? Kata ta 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 ka da da ka da do si. Brata da da ka da do si. Brada mata no si. Kita la badas. Guzudu vreti mana ka da do si. Prana hana azush kone ama. Okay, in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, I just thank you for your presence. Everyone just acknowledge God's presence. You just acknowledge God's presence. I acknowledge your presence, Holy Ghost. Let your presence become evident and strong in every single person's environment, every single person's room or wherever they are. In the name of Jesus, wherever they are right now, the presence of God becomes strong and tangible in your environment, in your room, wherever you are. You begin to experience God's presence all over you right now. And in that strong environment, Lord, right now, haha, <laughs> let them let them be induced to begin to experience things in the spirit. Right now, right now, right now, right now, people are beginning to encounter that in the name of Jesus. 
vratosi pradaha. Some people, they are the hound of God is upon you. You are just crying right now. Not those tears are tears of compassion. God is showing you the lost. Tears of the Holy Ghost. Someone is just laughing. Someone just laughing in the Holy Ghost. Some people laughing in the Holy Ghost. Uncontrollably just laughing in the Holy Ghost. Rapad Namana, just laughing in the Holy Ghost. Just laughing in the Holy Ghost. I see a person just shaking in the Holy Ghost. Just shaking in the Holy Ghost. Just shaking in the Holy Ghost. Bro Satada Gadagadagosish. Just shaking in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's a person that's just singing in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I see them just singing the Holy Ghost. And you're gonna realize the way you're singing is different from the way you normally sing. Because when the power when you're anything you're done, the Holy Ghost, the power of the Spirit enhances that activity. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Kappa Mama Naha. Some people that's like if you have an art to get up and dance. <laughs> get up and dance in the Holy Ghost right now. Just dance. Just yield to it. Don't just yield to it. Come on. Just yield to it. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Just yield to it. Handela Badadagadas. For some of you, you are caught up in visions. You are caught up in visions. God is speaking to you. The things of the spirit are open up to you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes, if I'm laughing in the spirit. Come on. There's just more of that. There's just more of that. There's just more of that. Someone said, I can't stop dancing. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, yes, it's just moving. I can't stay in the place. Yeah, people are under the influence of the Holy Ghost all over the place. <laughs> Someone can't just stop praying in tongues. Glory to Jesus. <laughs> ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm shaking under the presence of God. That person is crying under the presence of God. The presence of God is so strong. Someone is just singing in the presence of God. Someone is just worshipping in the spirit. Exactly. Shaking in the spirit. It increases right now in the name of Jesus. It increases right now. It increases right now. Someone is laughing in the spirit. Shaking in the spirit. It increases right now in the name of Jesus. Oosh. It increases, increases. Lord increases, it increases, increases. I see people being led. I see people being led to go lay hands on sick people. Lay hands on sick people. I see people being led. They would have even receiving phone numbers and things like that. Maybe call this person, call this person, pray for this person. All that. There are many leadings of the Spirit that are happening here because people are under the influence of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> So I said, the Holy Ghost lifted from where I was sitting. The energy. That person is crying in the spirit. Glory to Jesus. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Amazing. Amazing. So much is going on here. So much is happening. So much is happening. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're about to end. Um, I really admonish you, don't, like, after this, still maintain that atmosphere, you know, worship of of adoration or prayer whatever it is you're doing just continue in the spirit and 
you're going to see amazing things amazing testimonies are going to come out of this i believe in the name of jesus anyone seeking your if you're seeking your body just put your hands on your body wherever you're sick in the name of jesus healing or causing your body this instant in the name of jesus you are healed right now of every infirmity of sickness begins to do what you could not do right now in the name of jesus glory to god